Welcome back to Catherine's Corner. If this is your first episode, welcome. My name is Kirsten, and you're listening to A Quiet Corner of the Internet, where we talk about feelings and thoughts and how we can grow into better humans. Make sure to follow or subscribe to the show wherever you like to listen from to never miss an episode every Thursday. If you want to stay updated on the show, or me in general, I'm at Catharaxia, everywhere that matters. C-A-T-H-A-R-A-X-I-A. Type it into Google, and I'll be right there. Hmm, how are we today? I hope you're well. I'm doing alright. Could be better, couldn't be worse. Let me not say that. Let's not challenge the universe, eh? I was joking. I was joking. Um, yeah, I'm okay. I'm overwhelmed today. There's a lot to be done, including this episode. Um, so I won't waste too much time here. Um, today I want to talk about happiness. I understand the irony here. But I think there's a lot of misconceptions around happiness that would be good to unpack. And I've been thinking about this a lot recently, and I wanted to share some of my thoughts with you and selfishly work them out for myself on here. So yeah, that's today's episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's just go ahead and jump into it, shall we? Happiness, the one thing that doesn't grow on trees. Okay, so that might not be entirely true, but we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. I've been thinking a lot recently about what exactly it means to be happy, especially over the past year for reasons that I think at this point are obvious to everyone involved. When I think about happiness, I immediately think about this Christmas play that I was in the choir for at my church growing up when I was like a wee little baby. I was a wee little baby. I was like maybe like nine or ten in the Christmas choir. And you know, if you are Christian or Catholic or went to a church that did like the Christmas play, you know, you know the drill, you know. You always have the nativity scene scene, and I feel like a lot of churches that do like a Christmas play production for the kiddies, if it's not just a nativity scene, they also have like some weird like subplot about like people finding the meaning of Christmas, the true meaning of Christmas, because commercialism is killing the meaning of Christmas, and it's like, I mean, okay. Sure, why not? I mean, I didn't realize you could forget the meaning of Christmas while shopping um, at a JCPenney magically, but okay, (laughs) you can do your thing, guys. But I remember this one year um, during our Christmas production, this thing that has always stuck with me, and I'm not entirely sure why, but there was part in the Christmas play where right before singing Joy to the World, of course, One of the characters is explaining to another character how happiness isn't permanent, you know? Like, happiness is a fleeting thing that we try to get for ourselves 
do the means of the world, you know, like buying things to make us happy, trying to use certain people to make us happy, that sort of thing, to find happiness. But what we really want is joy. And you know how you can get joy? Say it with me now, three, two, one, God, it's through the power of Jesus that joy comes, of course. And joy was understood to be like a permanent version of happiness. Now, it wasn't just permanent. It permeates through you in an all-powerful way. You know, it's this radiating feeling joy is. And we only achieve it when, you know, you accept God into your heart and da-da-da-da-da, as the saying goes. And that stuck with me. You know, because... I mean, you're a kid. You have your ups and downs, as kids do. But the idea that maybe through this one entity, I could just be happy for the rest of time in a way that's so powerful, really connected with me. Really connected with me a lot. And while I haven't always felt that way, I've definitely been through periods that were aggressively dark and felt the exact opposite of that despite my own personal faith practice. I feel like that's always stuck with me until recently. Until more recently that stuck with me, and here's why. Because I am coming to accept that, not that joy isn't real, or happiness isn't real, but the idea of trying to achieve it, or stay in it, will only breed misery. Trying to be happy is going to make you miserable. And I think to some degree, people understand that, you know? Because you think of like, oh, trying to buy the right things, or live in the right place, or be around the right people. Like, oh, duh, yeah, of course, that's going to make you miserable trying to be happy. Or another version of that is people trying to fake happy, as Paramore once saying. <laughs> You know, having the right look, the right car, making your life look perfect, that whole Instagram influencer effect, you know? Just pictures in, what, Mykonos or... What, Mykonos? Mykonos? Uh, y'all, here's the thing. I... I'm a smart gal, but I don't know all the words that have ever existed, so if I mispronounce something, forgive me! It's not on purpose, I'm trying, I swear. Mykonos, Mykonos. There we go. <laughs> I think, like, stuff like that, we understand that, like, you can't just... Trying to be happy in that way is going to make you miserable. But I mean that in all aspects. I mean, even... I remember another instance of happiness or understanding happiness that also has stuck with me for a long time. Is this video that Anna Kana had done ages ago. I'd have to like track it down to find it. If I find it, it will be in the description of this episode. So you can just check the description and if it's there, I found it. If it's not, I'm sorry. But in the video, she's describing this woman she had met who, you know, wasn't very well off and, you know, had been through a lot of stuff, but she was happy all the time. And so Anna asked her, like, what's up with that? And the woman was essentially like, well, you know, I just, you just do. 
You can choose to be happy. That's a decision you can make. She was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with that? Because if you're someone who like suffers from depression, for example, of course you're going to want to bitch slap someone who's like, just choose to be happy and everything will be fine. That's annoying. It doesn't do anything for you. But I also think that is a legitimate response as well. But I also think the idea of just constantly choosing happiness is a lot. Because, again, that takes effort. It's like, you know, it's the same as choosing to stay motivated or choosing productivity. Like, you can do it. There are ways to bring it in even when you don't feel it. But it does take a certain amount of energy that we don't always have. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't always consider when it comes to pursuing happiness, which is why I think pursuing happiness will make you miserable, and more so specifically for me, has made me miserable oftentimes, because even oftentimes I'll see my unhappiness as a failure on my part. I was thinking about that last night too, I was really upset last night, I couldn't figure out why I was upset. As I was sitting there feeling upset, I was like, wow, I'm so upset right now, and I'm so angry that I'm upset right now. And it's like, why am I angry? As if I was never going to be upset ever again. Like, I didn't do anything wrong, per se, since there wasn't a particular reason why I was upset. I was just feeling upset, and that's fine, you know? And I think that's something that, when you say it out loud, it makes sense, but it's easy to forget until you lay out the pieces to really analyze, you know? Another thing that I've been thinking about when it comes to happiness is we don't really know what it means to be joyful or happy. Like, is it that, is it serotonin? Is it dopamine? I know they sound, like, similar, but just for clarification, serotonin, the idea behind serotonin is that it's a bit more long-term it's built over time, and dopamine is kind of like random hits, you know? It's not consistent, it burns away quickly. It's like when we talk about happiness and trying to be happy and wanting to be happy, are we wanting long-term happiness or are, is it okay to just, you know, take the little bits and run? And I. I'm beginning to lean more towards the second one. I used to feel like the first one was it. And now I'm like, I think when I'm thinking of what it means to be happy, I'm actually thinking of the second one and not the first one. Because what makes me happy varies a lot and isn't consistent in the way that I once thought it was. Because for me, it's achieving things or it can be achieving things it can be creating things it can be dancing singing music makes me really happy but there are times when music makes me so sad or frustrated and angry or makes me feel nothing at all you know and the same goes for the first two and so it leaves the question like what what does it mean to be happy how do i make myself happy And is that even for me to decide? (laughs) Is that something I'm actually in control over? 
we're gonna have to accept that like pursuing happiness isn't beneficial for me because what I've kind of come to where I'm at right now in my music is that I need to let go of trying to be happy because why try to get something that doesn't even last that being said <laughs> let's take a break and talk more about happiness after the break yeah Let's talk about favorites. I'm really sniffly today. My allergies are like all over the place. I took medication before this though. So hopefully I'll get my shit together. But <laughs> let's just jump into the favorites here. First favorite of the day, I put down the book My Policeman. Mm-hmm. I got a copy of the I got ooh, where did my words go? I had a copy of My Policeman about a week or two ago. It hasn't been that long, but the days are flying on this side of the country. It's funny because I'm in, I'm right in the middle of the country. For those who are curious, but <laughs> time has been flying, so I'm not really sure how long it's been since I've gotten it. But I got it not too long ago. As I wanted to read the book since the movie is currently in production as of a day or two ago. And on one hand, I feel like I'm going to regret reading the book because usually the movie is worse than the book when you read the book because the book just has more details and a lot of books, including this one, operate on the character's internal voice that adds a lot to the story, but I thought it'd be interesting to read the book because the book is structured in an interesting way since you have like your three characters in this very complicated situation. You can google what the plot is, I'm not gonna like say anything because I don't want to accidentally spoil something if you are like, oh I know that book and I haven't started reading it yet, I don't want to spoil anything so I'm gonna be just vague. But it's interesting since it's told from like three different perspectives at different points of the book like the same story and relationships happening and i wanted to read it to see how it would translate on screen since i'm trying to use my like film school brain to like figure out like oh if i had adapted this how would it have been adapted because i don't think there's like a script out for it yet or anything so I've been reading it. I like the book a lot. I want to read more books about like isles or like just sea towns. I don't think that's a good way to put it. But I would like to read more books like My Policeman based on what I've read so far. It's surprisingly calming for how messy. I like knew exactly where shit was going like two seconds in. There's like one detail in the beginning that I am going to not specify, but I feel like if you plan on reading the book or you're familiar with the story and read the book, you'll know exactly what detail I'm talking about. Um, You can hit me up 
or DM me on IG, Catharexia, if you want to talk about it. But yeah, I've been reading it and I like it a lot. Second favorite of the week, Louis Picks. There were some Louis Picks from like a photo shoot that happened ages ago. If you don't know what Louis I'm talking about, how long have you been here? <laughs> Louis Tomlinson, um, longtime member of 1D, currently a solo artist, very interested in a lot of ventures based on what he's been talking about recently. But there was a photo shoot that had yet to be seen beforehand that had dropped recently and he looked really nice and I enjoy a good photo shoot and I appreciated the pictures. <laughs> And then my third favorite of this week is talking to you all on Instagram this morning. If you don't know, which at this point I'm surprised you wouldn't because I tend to use them in the episodes, I go on my Instagram story, I ask questions related to this week's episode or each week's episode of the podcast to like interact with you all and get you guys involved in the conversation because I'm already sitting here kind of talking to the void but it's good to know you guys' inputs on what I'm talking about beforehand so it feels a little bit more like a conversation also I really like talking to you all and picking your brains on the different topics and stuff so definitely follow me on IG and check my story if you want to get involved in the conversations there. But as we're about to talk about what we talked about this morning. Alright, let's get back to our happiness discussion. I asked a set of questions like I had mentioned before. So let's look at these questions. I got a lot of answers for this one. I think like the anxiety topic we did ages ago it feels like ages ago this one is one that a lot of people can relate to so i'm not going to read every response i will save it as a highlight on my story if you want to click through the different responses and how i responded to each individual answer because it's really interesting and really fascinating everyone's different approach but i will discuss generally the type of answers i got and that sort of thing for the sake of time so The first question I asked was, point blank, is being happy a goal for you, short or long term? And 100% of you said yes. A rarity on here. A rarity. I think this might be the first time I've gotten 100% yes on a question. And a lot of people answered this question. So it's extra like, wow. I think it's interesting that people say yes. When I think about myself, My instinct is also like, yeah, I definitely want to be happy, but like how I was getting at before, I feel like I'm going to have to start restructuring that as being a set goal for me if I want to, you know, actually be happy, if that makes sense. Instead of trying to pursue happiness, I have to just let happiness come when it comes and enjoy it versus have it be like a goal I'm trying to get to. Yeah. But I I think it's reasonable that to say yes, of course we want to eventually be happy, but I think understanding that we don't stay happy is good because it makes us miserable. (laughs) It makes us miserable because we feel like we failed, or at least I do, when I don't stay happy when I feel like I should stay happy, you know? Whereas happiness is like every other emotion, it comes and it goes. Another question I asked on here 
was, do you have something that makes you happy without fail? I got so many answers. Oh, so, oh, they're so cute. It made me so happy to see all like the different people had so many different answers. I definitely go and look at it. I essentially made like a big old collage of all the different answers. Just so many different things. A big theme I saw, which I noted on the story, was that a lot of people would say things related to movement, like walking and exercising, and then things related to art, just any form of creation, drawing, that kind of thing, which I, I'm i sure there's like some super intellectual way to explain why that is. To me, I think it's a matter of just science, you know? exercise as one of you mentioned releases dopamine dopamine is a happy chemical for our brains makes sense in the more spiritual sense movement gets the energy moving around <laughs> if you have drama sitting in your body or just like just bad heavy energy sitting in you if you've been doing a lot of like shadow work and working through past trauma Movement helps move that energy out of your body and lighten that energy. If you're feeling very low vibrations, movement shakes that up for you. Movement just helps. <laughs> Humans are not meant to be sedentary. We're meant to be moving bodies. I mean, think about atoms. <laughs> atoms are constantly in motion. They don't even like settle. They just bounce around constantly so I think it makes sense that movement makes us so happy as far as art goes I'm not really sure what to say about that other than art is associated with leisure compared to other interests like maybe science you know we associate science with just work I think whereas art we associate with leisure and I think art is also another thing that's very um, spiritually associated, even if you're not a spiritual person. I did a whole like episode on this that you can look back on. I'm pretty sure it's just called On Creativity or something. I did it this season. It wasn't that long ago. But it is a spiritual process. And I think that definitely is probably why it makes us so happy as well. The next question I asked was, do you think happiness is tied to privilege? And I, I laid it out for y'all because I know a lot of y'all are going to be like thinking immediately race, class, gender because that's all we think about when it comes to privilege, maybe sexuality, added disabilities because I think some of y'all forget about that. I was considering adding some more but then I was like, I feel like this is just going to get really targeted. Because the point I was trying to imply indirectly was that we all have some form of privilege and I think being aware of that in conversations around privilege is beneficial because oftentimes I think we like to cling to whatever forms of oppression we do have, um, especially white people, but <laughs> that's a conversation for another day. That's not what this episode is. Um, and let's split 50-50 between definitely and not exactly. Oh, also I did have a poll result for the previous one about something that makes you happy without fail and 87% of you said I do and 30% of you said not really which is fine you know I am in the not really category of things that consistently make me happy without fail 
But as far as Brooklyn goes, it's split 50-50. I'm team most definitely. The answers I got as to not exactly, I think play into the idea of us not having a definitive definition of what it means to be happy. Because a lot of people kind of tied it back to us personally, what we can do for ourselves to make ourselves happy. Happiness being a very internal experience, which that isn't incorrect. That is true. That is true. Happiness is a very personal experience that isn't always dictated by external factors like race or gender or class and that sort of thing. And the people who said most definitely looked at the ways that access, as one of you guys had mentioned, plays into happiness. One answer that I got that I think kind of encapsulates um, my thoughts on it really well, and I'll even click through here and read it verbatim so that I don't mess it up because, I mean, I would. I would mess. I would mess my answer up. The answer I was referring to said, um, from what I remember of my studies of positive psychology, so far the science has shown that more privileged slash higher socioeconomic status etc. is tied to happiness only to the point where basic needs can be taken care of. Like once someone is pulled out of poverty, the more money they make doesn't mean the happier they'll be. However, there's a lot to take into account, including access to quality mental health care, for example. Which, i that's exactly where I, I'm at too. I think to certain degrees, privilege does play into happiness. But again, it's like, what are we defining happiness as? Are we defining happiness as the basic needs thing? Or are we defining it as more? And I immediately think of the song Super Rich Kids by Frank Ocean. There's a really good breakdown of that song on the Dissect podcast. <laughs> if you want to go listen to it, I really love that episode. But the song Super Rich Kids is based on the reality of rich children or children from rich families being depressed as all heck in like an overwhelming way and to me besides the basic needs thing that's important obviously but when it comes to happiness it really is like money isn't gonna buy you happiness if anything i think money can make you more miserable and i think understanding and accepting that is really healthy really healthy which it goes back to the whole idea of like happiness is a personal internal thing which is probably why it's so hard to define i think one of you even mentioned how it looks different for different cultures as well which plays into it as well the last question i asked you guys was how has your understanding of happiness changed with time? Inconsistency in answers that I saw was the idea of it taking work. <laughs> um, and it being a matter of mindset versus our external stuff. There was a consistency in the whole idea of how aesthetics play into our happiness, which I wonder if it has anything to do with kind of an Instagram generation thing to where if you're around my age, I'm 19 going on 20 for reference, 
but if you're around my age, you kind of grew up during that age of influencer Instagram where it was peak, like, let's have beautiful shots of vacations and professionally shot photos of yourself and make your life look as beautiful and wonderful and fun as possible, even if you're fucking miserable. And I think the internet is leaving that, which we'll talk about more next week, but I think the internet is leaving that era of trying to fake positivity and joy. And I think that switch is reshaping how we look at what it actually means to be happy versus trying to force a sense of happiness through like these external factors. So that's all the questions that I asked you this week. Thanks to everyone that participated. I genuinely am not bullshitting here. I really do love hearing what you have to say. I love picking your brains. You are an intelligent bunch of people, and I'm so glad you're willing to share that with me. So in going through these questions, I kind of realized or came to the conclusion that there's not really a correct answer to what exactly it means to be happy. Because like I mentioned before, there isn't really a consistent there isn't really a consistent understanding of happiness. Some people look at it as the hierarchy of needs thing, which is, you know, just the chakras in different colors. Some people, a la myself, look at it as kind of spikes of happiness that we experience, kind of that up and down wave. Some people look at it as sort of a long-term happiness, which I think with that idea of happiness being related to well-being can be a bit problematic because then it's kind of like, you can't be in like a level healthy place without being like happy all the time when it is possible to be in a healthy place and still be kind of like mezzo blah as my orchestra teacher used to say which is like you know so so it's all right to be so so and you can still be like mentally healthy you don't have to be elated all the time to be mentally well which i think is something that we understand but don't practice in our understanding if that makes sense so for me right now knowing there's no correct answer i will personally be following my bliss and accepting that i can't be happy all the time which is so it feels so simple but it's really difficult to understand that when you feel low and you're like why do I feel so low and it's like it's okay to feel low like we know it's okay to be sad but I think understanding that our sadness doesn't mean we have failed happiness will get us really far (laughs) that being said Let's do our breathing exercise before we go to wind down from today's conversation, okay? I'll count us off. Ready? In, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, out, two, three, four, five, six, in, two, three, four, hold, two, Three, four, out, two, three, four, 
Before you go, remember to follow or subscribe wherever you like to listen from to receive future episodes. This podcast is available to listen to on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, and Stitcher. And if you want to stay updated on the show, or just me in general, I'm at Catharaxia everywhere that matters. You're amazing. You're doing what you can. Please take care. And I'll see you here next week on Cather's Corner.